Welcome back to Public Speaking and Presenting Made Easy. It's an online show and it's a podcast. It's full of tools, tips, techniques and advice in bite-sized chunks that will help you stand up and speak with confidence every single time. Now I spent two years asking all kinds of people, hundreds of people, what they found difficult about public speaking and presenting. And this podcast is about all the things that they told me. And I will show you how to overcome all of those difficulties. So if you have fear, anxiety over public speaking, or if you struggle to structure and write your talk, if you want to influence your audience to take action or decide to buy something, this is the podcast for you. Always friendly, to the point, no waffle, no padding. This is Public Speaking Presenting Made Easy. Welcome to episode number 13. Homeworking is here to stay with special guest Joe Baldwin Trott. So life imitates art far more than art imitates life, so said Oscar Wilde. And we saw the truth of this played out in another great British cultural icon, the great British Bake Off, when the opening skit for the season saw Matt Lucas playing Boris Johnson, telling the nation to stay out, go in, return to work, stay at home. And true to form, less than a month after telling the nation to return to work, Boris was telling the nation to work from home again if they could, as the second wave of COVID gathered momentum. See, whether you like it or loathe it, for those who can, working from home is here to stay. Now in a speech earlier this month, uh, Andy Haldane, he's the chief economist at the Bank of England, he said, he said, if you ask me if I'm happier working from home, I genuinely, I, I would not know. I don't miss the commute, but I do feel acutely the loss of working relationships and external stimuli the chance conversations, the, the listening to very different people with very different lived experiences. You know, the exposure to, to new ideas, the exposure to new experiences. These losses will grow with time, and at some point, they're going to offset the benefit of avoiding Southwest trains. He's a funny guy for a banker. See, before COVID, about 5% of the UK's workforce was working from home regularly. And this rose to over 50% during the peak of lockdown. And it's creeping back up to those levels now. You see, business leaders, they've learned that productivity does not drop off a cliff when people start working remotely. And actually, they could save a ton of cash on office space if they don't need to have everyone in the same room all the time. But for those people who are working from home, struggling to turn kitchen tables into workspaces, trying to hold up a project update on Zoom with CBBs blaring in the background in the next room, it can be hard to focus. It can be hard to feel effective and, and professional even while working online. See, we're used to, to meeting face-to-face, to, to reading body language, to looking at the people who are speaking while we are all in the same room. In a virtual meeting, whether you're on Zoom or Teams, you know, whatever tool that you use in your business, in a virtual meeting, we need a whole new set of skills to present clearly, to present persuasively, and to listen and participate in the meeting. So to try and help people uh, navigate this brave new world, I've developed a new course. It's called Sit Down and Speak, and it's designed to help you master the art and science of presenting in virtual meetings. Now it takes place over three days and during that time you'll learn how to to master all the technology with confidence, to create a comfortable and professional virtual home office, to feel less stressed before and during online meetings, to, to structure your presentation so it is persuasive 
and enjoyable to watch, and to sway people's opinions to influence them to take action. Whether you're selling your new project strategy, or you're selling a product or a service to a potential new client. Now the course is designed to fit in with this new home working lifestyle. Sit down and speak is run over three days. In the morning, we all come together for live teaching sessions led by me. In the afternoon, people go off and they work on practical exercises in their own space. And I'm available for one-to-one support throughout the afternoon. Then we all come back together again for a joint meeting and people present to each other the things they've been working on in the afternoon. And by the time we get to the end of the three days, you'll have loads of practice presenting online and actually developed and built from scratch a 10 to 15 online, 10 to 15 minute online presentation complete with slides on a topic of your choice. So Sit Down and Speak is based on my acclaimed three-day classroom course, Speakers Masterclass, and we've added in additional modules to deal with online presenting, working from home, all the tools and the technology, so that you will be completely confident uh, with all of them. So bookings are now open for the course that will run in December and in January, and you can find out more with the link on the screen. Just go to malmesburyspeakers.com slash sit, S-I-T. And there's early bird pricing until the end of October, so act quickly and get the very best value. Now I'm delighted to introduce our special guest for this week. It is Joe Baldwin Trot. Now Joe is a personal brand consultant who uses public speaking and presenting to grow her business and inspire her clients. Now she says we are all unique, but we often show up as average. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Do you ever feel like that? Now, like me, Joey's a member of the Professional Speaking Association, and she's got a YouTube show called the the Amy Joe Show, and you can find out all about it at joebaldwintrot.com. Now, let's go to the interview which I recorded a couple of days ago. Well, I'm delighted to welcome our special guest to this week's edition of Public Speaking and Presenting Made Easy. Now, as speakers, we think a lot about what we're going to say, but today I want to focus on not what we say but how we look and the brands that we develop as a speaker. So I'm delighted to welcome Joe Baldwin-Trot, who is a personal brand specialist and an author. Joe, welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here, Mark. So perhaps we should start with the obvious question. What is a personal brand strategist? A personal brand strategist is me and I help people to really identify what their own unique personal brand is and then what they can do to make the most of it to amplify it really. Everyone has a personal brand, even a milkman, um, even your nan, but we as speakers especially don't make the most of our personal brand. It sits there and kind of just hangs around and we don't really maximize the potential of that and that's what I do. Okay. Um, yeah, so someone said to me earlier today, actually, that uh, we all have a personal brand, just some people don't bother to manage it. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. You know, we, you can't, you have a personal brand from the minute you're born, actually. Um, but we don't make the most of them. Um, and also, we don't really see the potential within them. In fact, sometimes it gets worse than that, because actually, we kind of hide them away because uh, we can often have that terrible mindset of feeling like we've got to do what everyone else does, blend in and, um, and do the norm. Um, if anything, this time has taught us is to not be 
norm is to do your own thing and actually be true to yourself. So, uh, yeah, I totally give, totally validate that statement. Excellent. Uh, and actually, as a, as a speaker, it can be very easy to, to fall into the trap of trying to be like someone else. If you want to be a motivational speaker, then you could end up just being a pale imitation of Tony Robbins, can you? Um, or, any, or any other high-profile speaker that you want to, you know, uh, I'm, I'm the fake Brenny Brown or, or whatever. So from, a, from the perspective of thinking about people who are wanting to get involved in uh, developing a, a speaker business or people who have, who have already starting to get some traction and maybe they're not even considered what they wear, you know, for them, brand is about the logo on their website. Um, so how, how, what's the importance of, of personal brand to someone who's a, a speaker or a, a trainer or a coach? So there's two different elements to what you just mentioned there. There's the visible element of your personal brand, and then there is the whole of your personal brand. So your personal brand starts from your internal values. It's what comes from within, why you do what you do, why you're passionate about it, what's been your journey to get you to do what you do, and what value that has for you, but also what value that has as a message. So that's the internal workings of you as a, as a public speaker, professional speaker. But then you have the visibility. So that's the outcome of who you are on the inside and how you present yourself. The worst thing about speaking and the thing that so many speakers don't, don't validate and, and really kind of grasp is that we judge and we can't help it. So right now you're looking at me on screen and you're judging the color of my walls. The fact that I should have moved my camera over a little bit more and not had the door frame in. <laughs> um, you're looking at these books behind me and judging them because actually we're still just animals. We judge what we see. We can't help it. And um, we are a book cover, but it's important that actually as speakers, we recognize that and also do our very best to make the most of what that means and what we can offer. And the thing I see so often with speakers is that they wear what they think they should wear. They dress to suit everyone else. Um, and that actually then creates an incongruence, a disconnect when you give your message. Because sadly, it's called enclosed cognition. And what we wear physically um, really influences how we behave, how we speak, and obviously how we deliver our message. So unless you're wearing stuff that feels really right for you, is comfortable but also feels like you're making an effort, then you'll always be wearing clothes that are suiting and right for someone else in a way because you're considering. Um, a bit like when you're, if, so this happens to us women a lot, when your mate rings up and says, what are you wearing tonight? You know, what are you, you going to wear out when we used to go out? Um, this is the very worst question you should ask, you, ask someone. Is actually you should only really ever wear, represent, and look like you. But the thing that you need to kind of tie in with that as a speaker is to look engaging. Um, we engage with colour, we don't engage with darkness. So Tony Robbins gets away with wearing black all the time because he's got all these crazy lights behind him and he's got these fabby kind of, you know, backdrops. The average speaking backdrop in the, um, the places where I've been with the PSA beige gray uh, so you want to stand out and look engaging so that your audience naturally looks and engages with you visibly 
And then you've got a much better chance that they'll engage with what you say to them and what they hear. It just makes it easier for you and also makes you more memorable. So one of my clients, um, Jeremy Nicholas, who's a PSA member, you know, he said, admits himself he used to dress and look like a bank manager. Get on stage looking very smart, but the suit was gray, the wrong gray, um, the wrong color tie for his football team, didn't work. And he, you know, he's a bank manager looking speaker who's funny, engaging. But if by wearing engaging and colorful clothes that represent him better, suit him better, suit his skin tone, he's making his job easier to be remembered and also be more authentic. Oh, that's uh, that's that, that's 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 really good. Um, he says sat here in his his black shirt after he just talked about. <laughs> oh dear. To be said, it has to be said, but you know, it's um so so black's got a whole lecture to it, if you ask me. Um, but the nice thing is, Mark, obviously, I'm going to do do some kind of uh, uh but it's you've got a lovely background, you know, if you had a, a dark gray background or you know, you you we need light and dark to engage with, um, and you know, when we just see dark, um, and also you've got to be able to wear the colors you wear. Uh, as well, so that's a lot of it. Some people, I look terrible in black. black. I literally look like I'm going to a funeral. Um, so there's a bit, a lot going on, um, but uh, it, it's all worth considering. And even though we're only this big on a screen right now, it's still worth considering what you're offering the people to look at. No, that's a, that's no, that's a really good point. So, um, well, why, why do we make it practical? Just for sixty seconds, I, I promise not to cry and get offended. So if I'd, if I'd come to you, just so people can get, uh, understand kind of how you work, so if I'd come to you today and you'd, you've seen me doing a bit of uh, Zoom here with my, so with my background, that, 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 if I just drop you off the screen for a second. So I've got my, got my pictures and I've got my coloured lights and stuff because this room divider from Amazon is hiding my daughter's bed. So it, 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 looks, it looks like a shed at the end of the garden, but actually it's just a spare room. And that's kind of the reason why we do that. Oh, dog's going mad outside. Um, but so if I'd come to you and said, this is what I'm doing. So what would be kind of the first two or three things that that Joe brought into what goes, oh my goodness, right, this is what we need to fix. <laughs> so you have to have a free quick consultation from me then, Mark. Okay, then I'll give you one. <laughs> so, so firstly, it's all about what you are and what you're wearing. Okay. Um, and luckily black is a color you can wear you've got the right coloring for it to wear black well um, so that's the first thing i look at is what color are you wearing what color what is the color doing to you and what is the style of what you're wearing doing to you as well so a size of a shirt collar because you know, ultimately everything we see right now is amplified mm. all i can see is your second button up so i am judging you completely on what i can see in that tiny square so you so can't you, sunk, you can't see the tutu when the ballet pumps underneath. I can't. No, you need to stand up. Is it pink? <laughs> <laughs> now that would be great. You see, I mean, how could I not forget that if you were wearing a tutu too? <laughs> tutu <laughs> so, so we judge on what we see. So even shirt collars. You know, if you are wearing something with a bigger collar or a, a, a narrower collar, we judge it all. It's a very smart shirt. I can tell. The downside of anything dark and anything black as a speaker, let alone a speaker on Zoom, is that we don't really see it because there's no mm. light in black. Black is dark. 
your chair is dark. So at the moment, you and your chair are one. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Tell you is that you look like you're part of the chair. Your shirt looks <laughs> like it's part of the chair. Is it, is it like an overall that you slip into? Yeah, yeah. I am kidding, but it's true. So the first important thing is to look like you are you. I want to see you, just you. Um, and wear black, but don't wear a black chair too. <laughs> because you know we want to see you and we want to see your face, and that needs to be the focus as a speaker on stage, let alone a speaker on Zoom. Um, thankfully, the colour you're wearing is good. The other thing to consider is how much of the picture you, we can see. So we want to be kind of in the right, you know, that's all obvious speaker stuff, really. Um, but also, we're looking at the background. And again, this is personal brand stuff. So I've got the book that I published, um, Plug Plug, uh, a little while ago in the background. So that's telling a story. And you might not be able to read it very well, but you can see it's a book. You can see the picture. So when people um, have, if they have a look at me, uh, find me on Amazon, they can see this book is a book she's published. Oh, okay, there we go. It creates an engagement and you remember it. We remember everything we see. Our head is, our, our memories are full of images, not words. They are, they have an element of word memory, but we actually have a, um, most of our memory is made up of images. So that's that's the thing I would come to first, but also consider what your backdrop tells you, what story is it giving? Um, and is it giving um, a powerful enough story for you as a speaker? Um, I like the, 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 the shed look, it's kind of cool. Um, and but as long as it has a it has to have a meaning and a purpose to you and be relevant and respectful to your audience. Um, when people put these random Zoom backgrounds up that are all shimmering and doing strange things and mm. have no relevance or are boring office, just have a plain dining room wall, for goodness sakes. Why, why bother? Um, firstly, because they all shimmer when you move, which is kind of slightly distracting, but also there's no relevance. Um, and actually, even though sometimes it's really subconscious, we want to feel like we're being respected and considered. Um, and if there's no relevance, um, and it's and it's also or, or it's um, an off message, then we don't like it, and we sit here and we think, well, why are you? And it will distract us, and mm -hmm. then we're not listening to your message. Yeah, no, that 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 makes perfect sense, and I I can see that the trap that uh, I fell into, for example, because I was just being extremely practical. I started off with a white shirt, and the, and the the glare of the mini studio lights just bounced straight off the white shirt, straight into the camera lens, and all the exposure went wrong. I thought, well, how can I fix that? Well, let's do the opposite of white. Let's <laughs> put a black one. So without even thinking about all the stuff that you've just said, so I think that's quite a good um, kind of insight into um, in kind of what it is that you do. Now, you you mentioned the the, the book um, uh, that you publish as well. So can you tell us a little bit more about that, and and does that relate to the the, the brand strategy stuff as well? Uh, yeah, it really does, um, and I just want to uh, just recognise and endorse another fact here that classic light consideration on Zoom. So I haven't put, I've just moved house and light, and my um, I haven't put the curtains up in my house yet. So I've just had a stream of sunlight just pop through. <laughs> so sorry about that because I can see half of me is is a uh, is nice and bright now. Anyway, so yeah, the um, the publishing is very much about part of my personal brand that. 
I recognized a long time ago, I always wanted to make books, write books, but procrastinated for um, over many years um, and considered actually, I'll do it one day, do it one day, do it one day. And then I was given an opportunity to publish my own books. So I grasped it with both hands in March of this year. Um, being still in lockdown has given me a chance to be more creative and focused, actually. And I'm very grateful um, for this time uh, because of that. So this is very much part of my message and part of my volunteering, voluntary work, which is um, helping women to lead and also are trying to achieve a 50-50 parliament in the UK. And so this is a co-author book. Um, I'm just currently on my third book, which is exciting, but Women Leading was my first book. Um, and it's very much aimed at supporting and inspiring women to start leading from their lives right now, from their kitchen table, um, from where, wherever they are, whatever they do. And it's 20 amazing people. Some you know, Mark Kim Adele Platz is in there. Um, there are also healers. There are um, Francis Scott, the founder of 5050 Parliament, MP candidates, um, a whole array of women, men too. It's a conversation. Uh, so it's I'm really excited about this message, which also has a TV show. So there's a YouTube show that will be starting again on the 9th of October um, that is on this very important topic of getting equality. Mm, absolutely. No, thank you. Thanks for that, Jay. Um, yeah, it 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 is uh, a, a challenge in in all kinds of different walks of life, isn't it? To to see the kind of the equality thing played out for for all all kinds of different reasons. Um, uh, my wife and I, for example, are involved in leadership of our, of our local church, and so we have uh, equality of uh, on our leadership team. There's as many men as there as there are women, but there's there's some people that that would cause them to stumble and go oh, well, I'm not I'm not not sure about this for you know all kinds of historical reasons but that that plays out into things like parliament and business and and all kinds of things I think I was I've been fortunate in my career um in that I've always had uh, in fact my first boss you know your first boss really shapes you don't they and the first boss I ever had was 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 a was was a lady who was um, in Lloyd's Bank, in the IT department. Okay, so uh, the male bastion within the male bastion, and she was kind of one of the the, the high flyers. But it, I think, as as a you know young young eighteen year old straight out of school into work, the the first thing I encountered was um, a, a strong woman in leadership, and so it was that then became the definition of normal for me, and so it just kind of flowed on uh, from there. But I'm I'm sure lots of people have have a different different experience. So just to kind of link those those two for for a second, if you're like work in a career, so you're you're living the corporate life um, as opposed to being a, an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, how important is personal branding for people who want to be leaders within their their organisation when they're not the owner of the organisation? The importance lies in the fact that if you don't really endorse and embrace what your personal brand is, you're not really showing up as you. Um, and the biggest mistake, and I, some of my clients are corporate, you know, working corporates, most of them aren't, but some of them are. Um, and the thing that, that they all have in common is that they are turning up at work. Um, um, my a recent client in the summer was someone who just got a new job in a very big corporate that was very male dominated. 
Um, but she was turning up, doing the job, but not really bringing herself to the table. She was kind of leaving part of her at home. Um, and I think unless you really almost put, you know, you need to look, look at yourself in the mirror, but look deeper than just what you see, you know, on the outside. Just really embrace what your real core values are, what really matters to you and what feels like your truth. Because actually, by not doing that, you're doing not only yourself a disservice um, and almost downplaying who you really are, but also your your corporate that you work for is actually getting a bit of a sort of a short deal because you, thankfully, and then again, another silver lining, I believe, from this time is that we're valuing how we all kind of can change, can deal, can manage um, with these changing times and there are people that are being tested to the nth degree so actually by showing up and really being yourself you might be bringing more to your organization it might not fit with fit in with the, the realms of what you normally see at work and this is what people the mistake I think people made and I've done this I've worked in you know many of many of my I mean especially as a police officer you know I, I tried to mold myself to be like all the others but I never felt right doing that and actually caused me to become very ill because I was pretending. And that takes up, up more energy than being yourself. So actually by being yourself, you bring more and actually you, you, you might have a, a, a kind of a tough period where people suddenly, you know, comment or you get asked about, why have you done that? That's not what we normally do around here. How often have we all heard that? But actually it's important that we do um, bring ourselves and actually trust the point that you were brought on, employed, you've gone through an interview process to be in that very job. Um, and somewhere down the line, someone said, that person is the person for this job. And so therefore, you, you must show up as you. And the other thing I think we can really own is actually, why not start creating the ripples of change? Why not be that person that starts hit cock I, I, 10 accountants on a, a presentation recently um mostly women and what conversation have we talked mostly about wearing flat shoes or heels <laughs> seriously because actually the whole of office of this lady's office they all wore heels and they whinged about them all the time and she started wearing flat shoes this might be hard for you to sort of get mark you know because i don't know if you've worn many pairs of heels in your life <laughs> but personally, I can't stand eels. They're so painful, apart from some wedges anyway, as an aside. Um, but seriously, it really mattered to her. She said, oh, I love flat shoes. In fact, I don't even want to wear a suit. I would love to wear this. That is all her personal brand. And I said to her, be brave. Be the person that starts wearing flats. And guess what happened? I would put a thousand pounds on the fact that within three weeks, other women will be going, hallelujah, we can all start wearing flat shoes. Yes, with corporates that are, have a, a heavy and thick mindset of tradition, it's not that easy, I know, to change those standards and those cultural references. And, but actually, it just takes one person to break one record. And then before you know, things start to change. And that's where the power of every single personal brand has. Every single person has that. Yeah, absolutely. And if we've learned anything in the last six months is that how quickly normal can be redefined and people can get on board and, and start living with it. Uh, brilliant. That, really yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Joe, it's been a real pleasure. If people want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? 
Fantastic. Yeah, go to my website and go through the contact page. Um, that would be great. You can find my books on Amazon. Um, and uh, I've, got, I've got a YouTube channel. All my social media is just in my name. Really simple. Excellent. And what was the name of that um, new TV show that's restarting in a couple of weeks that you said? So that's The Women Leading Show. The Women Leading Show. Excellent. Okay. The Women, the women Leading Show on YouTube. Yeah. Cool. Great. We'll watch out for that. Joe Baldwin Trot, thank you very much for being on Public Speaking Presenting Made Easy. It's been a real pleasure, and I think I need to go shirt shopping. Bye for now. <laughs> Thanks, <Mark. laughs> Well, this has been Public Speaking Presenting Made Easy. I'm Mark Faithful from the Marmsley Speakers Academy. Just search Marmsley Speakers on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. You'll find me there. You can leave a comment and ask me a question or suggest a topic that we can cover in a future episode. Until next time. Bye for now.